What's good, fam? This is your boy Dijon, and this is how to be a motherfucking legend. Yeah! This is the place to be for inspiration and the realization of your full creative potential. Uh huh. Each episode, we're gonna be sharing tips uh. and insights to help you unlock the greatness that is already inside of you. Okay. All right. I'm fucking excited. I'm fucking excited because we have the first female guest on how to be a motherfucking legend, Dr. Kat Meyer. She is a sex therapist and she's actually one of the first people I met when I was considering moving down here. A dear friend, Megan Zimmering, was hosting a documentary screening for my film and Kat just showed up and she was sitting next to me on the couch and Um, I really dug her embodiment and her presence, and we talked afterwards, and she had insightful things to say, and she was just a warm person, so I was like, damn, this place is cool. I think I want to move here. (laughs) Fast forward nine or ten months later, she's sitting in my living room, and we had her on to help talk about relationships. I gave you my perspective on some relationships things, but she's going to bless us with some knowledge so thanks for being here kat oh my god thank you for the introduction i'm so flattered yeah my pleasure (gasps) i'm excited to be here i'm excited to have you so we were talking about a couple of things and and one thing you mentioned before we came on was the power of play Mm. and just that phrase in and of itself really speaks to me and people get so serious and like play is something I don't think we really value, but I can see it in your eyes and your spirit that it is something you value. So (laughs) tell us about it. It's so funny because I think when people ask me, you know, what's your superpower? If you had a superpower, what would it be? And I'm like, well, I have a superpower. And that's because that's, I can get anybody to play with me. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I love, you know, playfulness is such a powerful experience and yet we as adults at some point we stopped playing and I think we're all hurting because of it Hmm. you know we're we're in this society that perpetuates this go 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 mentality or produce as much as you can as quick as you can and and we have all this ability to do so many things at the same time but because of it we're all stressing ourselves out and we're wearing out our bodies or we when it comes to relationships we uh get all heavy processing all the time or we have to communicate all the time and we forget about the medicine of just being playful being light to set the heavy processing aside for a night (laughs) and just enjoy each other's company Mm. enjoy our own company but we put so much pressure on ourselves that if we aren't producing something, then this time is wasted. Mm. It's great we have a purpose. It's great we have a mission. But if we don't create that space, and we have to create it to play, then we just burn out. Mm. I love that. I love that insight. <laughs> what are some of your favorite ways to play? Oh, my God. So I view play as a mindset, mm. first of all. And so it can be incorporated in anything that we do. And when we think about a mindset of play, it's this ability to, we can, we can look at it similar to the state of flow. 
when we lose track of time, there's timelessness. We're totally immersed into whatever it is that we're doing. There's not a goal-oriented action. So we're not looking for an end result. We're not looking to produce something. We're just doing it for the sake of enjoyment. And there is a desire to continue doing whatever it is that we're doing. So if we apply that to, we can apply that to many things that we're doing, including our work. Can we make work a play mindset? So on that level, I'm playing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But when I'm, uh, specifically, some things I like to do for play. I love acro yoga. Mm. I love yoga in general because I love just being in that movement type of play. Um, I love playfulness in discovering myself. There are mi- so there are many different types of play, too. And one of those, being able to drop into my own mind or read about things is really playful for me. Mm. Like, I love discovering new things. I love, like, diving in my mind to be like, what's in there kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> uh, but even just um, playing outside with friends in nature or going to painting painting is another big way that i play or writing so creative aspects for me are very playful Hmm. yeah you were just showing me some paintings and i'm super blown away by your talent i don't know if that's something you you show very many people so i feel honored that you would share it thank you yeah um do you feel like you started to learn about the importance of play when you were doing work with couples and there was so much processing or is it just innately who you always have been i would say is uh, both i think i developed i realized how much i needed play given i'm a recovering type a personality So it was constantly like, how much can I get done in one day? And then my mind would be focused on the future idea of what I was going to produce. And I found myself perpetually in future tripping. So not participating in this moment right here in front of me. I was always out in the future or what I could do or my potential and not here and now. Um, painting has always been a part of my life and that's been sort of a meditative but also a fun way for me to be with myself so it's always play and then I have a very playful personality like I love being silly I love Mm. being goofy when I'm talking, I'm very animated with my face and with my hands. Like, you can't see me right now. But <laughs> it's definitely a theatrical show uh-huh. <laughs> on my face. And I think that is such, it creates space for myself, but I think it also creates space for other people to be here now and to be authentic. And that's A, very vulnerable, and B, full on through play. Hmm. I totally, I totally feel you and appreciate the energy you're sharing because I can feel it. You know, it's palpable right now. And I'm so glad to have this feminine presence here because so much masculine are like life hacks or um, <laughs> how to the four hour work week, like, you know, how to like get through these processes with maximum efficiency and to optimize things, you know, and it's like, Yeah, but what about just like, why don't we feel good like right now in the moment and like experience pleasure without a destination, you know? 
Right. And even when we're thinking about efficiency, a lot of times it's um, or trying to get through the week or trying to get through this or trying to. But even with that mentality, we're not really, again, participating with the moment. And so what are we trying to get to? What are we going to do after that, those four hours of your work week? <laughs> hopefully it's freeing up time so that you can play. Yeah, right? yeah. hopefully you do play. Right. And that's the thing. A lot of us have developed in our minds that we can't do something until we've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. So we can't let ourselves enjoy our time until we're done with our to-do list or until we're done with whatever it is that we're on and then when we do that if you think about it we're never done so we can't wait for life to make the space for us we have to create that space Mm -hmm. and for many of us we have that deserving mentality i i have to deserve something i can't enjoy i can't be in pleasure i can't be this until this is done Mm or a punishment ethos where we make decisions based on to avoid pain, punishment, criticism. But what about just making a decision based on because it feels good? Right. Acting on your highest excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I so agree with that perspective. I feel like the highest form of consciousness is joy and play like conscious joy and play and i remember learning about nietzsche when i was studying philosophy in college and he talks about the first stage is the stage of innocence and then you lose Mm. the innocence and become familiar with the ways of the world and become somewhat disillusioned and then the third stage is when you know quote unquote know how fucked up the world is and you choose to embody the childlike state even with that knowledge oof oof Yes, I so, love that. You know, you and Nietzsche just right there saying yeah. the same thing. He's my homie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. And you also share your own podcast. You want to tell us anything about that? Yeah, so my podcast is Eat, Play, Sex. And it's about everything related to nutrition, sexuality, relationships, and playfulness as a medicine. Hmm. Because I believe that each of those impact our uh, our sexuality impacts our ability to be in relationships if our body doesn't feel good that impacts how we're able to show up in any of those ways Mm. wonderful and do you want to drop your instagram for people yes yes i do (laughs) so people can find me on sex love yoga um, sexloveyoga.com or on instagram as sexloveyoga and every day i write something about Uh, related to sex, relationships, or embodiment, because I find that yoga is such the medicine for embodiment. Mm. And maybe we can look forward to some of your paintings being the visuals for your (laughs) writing as well in the future. Well, thank you for that inspiration. I do believe we will. (laughs) All right, guys. I think we will be having Kat Meyer back here again. It's lovely to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned for next week's episode of How to Be a Motherfucking Legend. We out. so appreciate you being here if you enjoy the energy that we are creating and building share it with the homies take a screenshot post it on your instagram stories just let people know about it and if you ever want help going deeper into yourself developing yourself and doing that with a community and with guidance 
head on over to programs.howtobeamotherfuckinglegend.com and we got you. Until next time, peace.